Hey, all you cats Holy and shittens. Shit. Are you okay? That was, that yeah, was no, I just saw the additional notes you put in here. Holy oh, shit, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah, to yeah. it. We'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, I called you shittens because that means sad kittens. All you cats who know how to deal with your feelings properly, you're going to be just fine. All of you tiny little <laughs> kittens who don't know how to process your emotions, prepare to cry. This is Holden's last episode. Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from affable idiots. I'm Chad Michael Innes, and we have with us here Holden, the fleeting Depardo. How are you, Holden? The fleeting? The I'm fle still going to be around. I'm not. No. This isn't the end. It's a new beginning. Not that you know. Your dog shit three times <laughs> on your floor today. Next time it's not going to be poop. It's going to be dynamite. Courtesy of yours truly. <laughs> You're going to feed my dog dynamite and hope he poops it out? No. While I was there, you thought your dog was in wherever your mom was with her. But when I was there, I secretly had him going to a secret dynamite training camp. And I trained him <laughs> to, to light a fuse, to run the, the wick. What do you call the wick of a dynamite? It's a fuse. I think it's the wick. It's, it's the a fuse. Oh, yeah. Well, I think wick still works, fuse. though. No, it's not wick. It's it, very different. Because wick is not intended to burn quickly. Wick is intended to burn very slowly. This is, this is true. This is true, yeah. Candles that burn out quickly are not good candles. No, no, they're not. Um, yeah. So Holden's going to die, but uh, thank you all, everyone, for joining us. We've got the dreamiest <laughs> fan base of all time joining us from all over the world right now via twitch.tv slash affableidiots, where we stream most, most Sunday nights at around 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. We're a little late today because we were already streaming at that time for our barf episode. Uh, speaking of Katana Zero Barf, live right now if you're listening to this pre-recorded, which you can do on Tuesday mornings on YouTube and podcast services around the world on Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, and as we've already mentioned, this is Holden's final episode with us. He'll be back in, in guest ghost form, ghost guest form. Uh, but he, this is his final show as a co-host before he goes on and becomes an amazing world-renowned game developer. So um, I will say there are... A few episodes, I'm going to hold you to I have to be on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll, we'll save Breath so, of the Wild 2 reactions for you. Yep. We'll save Animal Crossing DLC for you. Spoilers for what's coming next. Um, and we'll save... Metroid Dread as well. Uh, Metroid Dread. Metroid yeah. Dread, for sure. I was trying to think of something force. that you hate that I was gonna that we were gonna force you to do, but I can't right now. Um, well, whenever the next Destiny DLC comes out, I'll have to be there. Yes, for that. yes, the Witch Queen. We'll we'll have you talk all yeah. about everything you know about Sabathun and the Worm Gods. Um, I've already said everything I know about it right, <laughs> right now. <laughs> There's much more detail coming at the end of this episode about what's coming next for our show if you'd like to get involved in a guest form or a permanent co-host form just know that there's going to be a transition pyramid pyramid transition period um it's a pyramid I, scheme i don't want to rush this so i imagine i don't want to rush picking a new permanent co-host or a new affable idiot um so i imagine that there might be a couple of months where maybe the schedule's not as regular or um, where we're going to have some guest rotations. Uh, and the show might end up looking differently, depending on who we bring on and what kind of cool things they want to do. They might bring a new perspective and 
we change things up a bit. So uh, while the current four-year form that we've had with Holden on the show is coming to an end, uh, it might continue in a very similar vein. It might look a little bit different, but just know that we're going to go through an awkward puberty phase for maybe a couple months. With that being said... It would said, be awesome if you got... Go. It'd be awesome if the new co-host, because you want like, a different perspective on gaming kind of stuff. If you got like an Atari VCS stand as the second co-host, that would really change things what up. If I, what if we get someone who's just like a pure Xbox fanboy and we never have to talk about Animal Crossing again? <laughs> oh my god. How great would that be? <laughs> fanboy or fangirl or fan person. Um, <laughs> or literally just an oscillating fan. <laughs> If I just get a gif of an oscillating fan and I talk to it, who knows what this podcast could turn into? It's going to be amazing. That would actually be really funny, like April Fool's kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Put googly eyes on it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's great. Um, speaking of upcoming this episode, we're going to talk about Animal Crossing updates. We're talking about a recall of every Oculus Quest 2. And a baseliner. Uh, oh, we want to build suspense, Holden. And oh, okay. And I didn't say that. It's, it's everything. Oh, everyone who owns an Oculus Quest 2, your face is going to break out in hives. And then uh, abandoned <laughs> speculation continues. But before we get all to all of that, we have some amazing news and some absolutely horrendous news all wrapped up in the same announcement with our main quest. Uh, PlayStation 5 storage is finally going to be expandable. And we know details. Um, We have three stories here. The first one is from Kite Stenbuck at Silicon Era. And it is that PS5 SSD M.2 expansion support has appeared for beta testers. Sony has released information on what types of NVMe SSD drives you need in order to be compatible with PlayStation 5. I'm not going to list all of those things. It's a bunch of measurements. Just go fucking look at it. But what's important to know is that you have to provide your own heat sink for this. Uh, The storage is going to get very hot. You need some way to dissipate that heat. Uh, And whether you buy storage with heat sink already built in or whether you have to buy storage and then also learn about and buy heat sink and then combine the two and put it into your PlayStation, just know that that's very, very important. Again, if you are on beta software right now for PS5, you can already use that feature. Um, I'm not currently on beta software, but I have my SSD coming in the mail on Tuesday, and I'll probably sign up for the beta program right after. Very exciting. They promised this this, uh, capability of the system. I've already been hitting that wall of the storage on my PlayStation Forever, especially this past week, downloading several versions of Call of Duty Cold War. Um, it was taking up <laughs> over a quarter of my entire drive with just one game. It's, it's unbelievable. So I'm very excited for this to happen. Holden, before we get into all the different compatibilities and, and uh, the, the bad that comes with all of this, what are your thoughts on this finally coming to light? Yeah, I mean, a lot of this we technically have known for like a year now. So not a lot of this isn't necessarily well, except the heatsink thing. I don't think I, I didn't anticipate that at least. Me neither. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's good that there is storage options. Um, I think in the long term this will get better. I think for right now, I don't think this is the best solution it could be. I think Microsoft still has the better option for its users. Of course, putting the speeds of the SSDs aside because there's a, a major difference there. Um, 
Microsoft is proprietary, which has its downsides, but it's super easy to do. You plug it in and yeah, it's expensive, but it's right now more affordable than the PlayStation 5 option is. My biggest thing with this that's kind of strange is that I buy a console because I don't want to worry about connecting a heatsink to an SSD so I can open up my PS5 and, and put it in. Like, so it's it's good the solution's there, but it's very unconsole like So I'm like I'm mixed. But overall, this is a good thing overall. But it's just it's just strange at yeah. the same time. It's uh, after hearing this news and reading all the requirements, and then also seeing the disclaimer at the end of Sony's announcement saying, "By the way, if your drive meets all of these things, it's still not guaranteed to work." That's when I was like. Um, <laughs> Microsoft went the right route on this generation, and Sony very, very badly steered in the wrong direction. It is, yeah. It, it's it's not enough to just say here are some li like literally like measurements. Make sure this is eight and a half millimeters by the like that's that's a headache enough. But as you're right, to also throw in heat sink, I haven't I haven't thought about a heat sink. I bought granted I've bought Apple products for the last at least decade of my life, but. I haven't thought about the heatsink since I was 10 years old building my computer. That's a lot, literally the last time I thought about a heatsink. And at the time, I really didn't know what it was. All I know is I just put it on there with my processor. So nowadays, if I didn't buy one that's built in and I bought an SSD and I have to go look for a heatsink, I was like, what, what the, first of all, what the hell is it? I know what it's supposed to do, but what is it? Is it liquid? Is it a solid? Is it something that clips on? What does it do? Um, and to expect your average console gamer to to figure all of that out on their mm -hmm. own without providing some kind of like PlayStation branded or supported solution. Like for instance, exactly. the Nintendo yeah. SD cards that they partner with Sandus. Yep, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Like, cause you can get any SD card you want and put it in the switch if you want to, but you know, if you buy the Nintendo version, that's going to work. And I feel like yep. they could have taken that same approach here. Here's the Sony version. We partnered with Seagate. Here it is. Also, you can get these options. You here, the measurements could get a heatsink, please. Yeah. Yeah. So the heatsink threw, threw me for a loop, but then also like in order to take off the face plates and access the port in order to plug it all in, like that's it seems like a step too far for console gaming, which you pointed out, where Microsoft is like, hey, here's this thing. It costs 220 bucks. Spoilers, it's on also on sale for 188 right now this week too, but it's a terabyte. You literally <laughs> just push it into the back of your system and it's there, and that and that is such the better solution. And at the time, I was concerned because I, I'd been burned by proprietary media, like the Vita memory cards and the PlayStation M2 Pro memory disk duo, whatever the fuck goddamn sticks. But uh, it, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the, the prices right now, but it, it clearly looks like Microsoft went the right route. So with all of that said, the last three days since this has been announced, there's been a lot of speculation about what drives will work. These are already on the market. Are they going to work? They seem to meet the measurements. So we've got two stories here, one from Seagate and one from Western Digital. Seagate reveals first Sony-approved PS5-compatible SSD expansion, says Andrew Kia at PlayStation Lifestyle. So the Seagate, they make an SSD called the Fire Cuda 530, uh, and it comes in four different flavors, variations in storage. Again, some of these come with heatsink, some of them do not. Uh, so make sure that you are, you are knowledgeable about which version you are buying. But they produce it in storages from 500 gigabytes to one terabyte, two terabytes, and even a four terabyte option, which is supported on PlayStation 5. And the prices, I'm only going to name the heatsink ones because I think that's the ones you should be buying as a console gamer. Yeah, you should not buy one without a heatsink. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so if you go the 500 gigabyte route, it is $170, which as I just mentioned right now is $18 away from the one terabyte Xbox expansion. For one terabyte, it's $275. Two terabytes is $570. And then four terabytes is a whopping $1,050 with that heatsink. I will you let could you know. buy a scalped PS5 for less than that. <laughs> yes. I will let you know. I put this in the notes here. Holy shit, the price of these has skyrocketed in the last three days. These prices have very much been adapted in the last three days to reflect the new demand based on PS5 opening up. Um, many of these things, like for instance, the one terabyte Seagate Fire Cuda was, I believe it was like 220 when I ordered mine a few days ago. I didn't order the Seagate one, but I was looking, comparing prices. And most of the one terabytes were between 199 and 229, and now this is saying it's 275. And this I have like proof of price on this next one. Western Digital reveals PS5 compatible SSD expansion drives. Says Chandler Wood at PlayStation Lifestyle. Again, these are prices with heat sinks. 500 gigs uh, is 170 dollars. Although you can currently buy it on sale right now on Amazon for 140 bucks, arriving in late August. A terabyte. Western Digital has placed it at 250 although if you try to buy it on Amazon, it is now $625. Obviously, demand has been driven way up in the last three days, but this is, this is the one that, that surprised me. The two terabyte option um, is $550, and this is true on Western Digital. Like This is the actual MSRP on their website right now. That is the price that you will pay if you buy it on uh, Amazon. But I will let you know that when I bought it, the morning that this press release dropped, I went, I compared prices, and I said, I'll buy this one. I bought it on July 29th. It is now August 1st. I bought it on July 29th for $429, the two terabyte Western Digital one, which admittedly is already a really crazy price because that's literally more than the PlayStation I paid for. Um, but it was $429 on sale for $449. And right now, three days later, it is manufacturing price of 550 like these companies are clearly saying there is now going to be newfound demand for our product let's raise the hell out of these prices because we can because people are going to want to buy it and now we can just bleed them dry which i think is disgusting but also if they didn't do it scalpers would do it too which is awful and stupid and gross but it's, yeah it's just it's changing insane. the price to meet the demand like yeah. If you want to make sure customers can more easily get it, part of that is raising the price of it so it doesn't sell out instantly. It sucks. Yeah. But, like, that's – yeah. I, I think regardless of the storage you're going for, I think it's too much money. Um, yeah, like, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, like, I, I totally get if someone, you know, bought it. I get that for some people who want to have, you know, Call of Duty and, of like, Destiny and another, like, big multiplayer game – or Apex or like that, like you're going to be filling up your storage really, really, really fast. Um, I have been fine juggling my storage and just deleting stuff and redownloading things. I don't, for example, I don't have a data limit on my internet at home. Some people yeah. do. So like downloading all the time is not an option, especially if you're going to delete Call of Duty and then redownload Call of Duty, like that you could wipe out your... Uh, your uh, oh, dear God, if you have to download the PS4 version of Avengers again so that you can upload your save to then download the PS5 <laughs> version of the Avengers again to download your save. Yeah. These places are insane. I, for me, I'm going to wait. Whenever I do get one, I'm going to wait for a 4 terabyte option to be affordable 
and I'll go for that. Cause I'm going to get expendable storage. I'll just go all out and like never have to worry about it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm going to have to wait. I can't justify like, cause I was always thinking if I did get expendable storage, it would be the four terabyte option. I can't justify a thousand dollars to <laughs> keep some extra games on my system. I can't justify that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's, it's nice that the options are here, but like, this is, um, not a, not great in the moment. I feel like someone will start coming out with probably Seagate or Western digital, to be honest, and just literally make a hard drive that is designed specifically for PS five and it has the right. heat sink built into it. And they make it as seamless as possible because if the demand is this high for these drives, because of PS five explicitly, their marketing teams are on that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, they're going to work this out. So it's going to get better, but right now it sucks. And that's, that's part of, um, Western digital they're like, they have a gaming brand WD black Western digital black, mm -hmm. which are like intended and aimed at gamers. And they even partnered with Xbox to make a WD black official Xbox, like external drive last generation. So I think you're right They're They're going to make something specifically geared towards this. It's also worth noting that on their website, they say, Hey, this meets all of Sony's demands. We're currently testing to see if it actually does work with it. So even if you buy one of these at one of these astronomical prices right now, it might not work. Uh, which that's the chance. Can you imagine if it turns out it doesn't? Oh <laughs> Someone bought it for $625. That's the stupid thing. To, so right now, here's my guidance right now. Do not buy one of these right now. If you absolutely cannot live with the state of your storage on your PlayStation 5, I can't help you. But if you, if you can, like if literally today you can, you can manage, all right, I can, I can delete something. I can move it to the external drive and move it back whenever I need it again do that do not pay 625 dollars for a one terabyte drive that is so stupid that is as clear that is over <laughs> twice that is 150 percent the price of whatever this thing is which we already both agree is too much for whatever the storage is um mm -hmm. so don't do it it will drop the the demand will equal out with whatever there is or the initial like everyone buying them up to scalp them and then sell them off later at higher prices like that's gonna peter out eventually but also storage notoriously just gets so cheap over time so if you yeah. can even afford to wait a year you get the chad michael Lewis guarantee that <laughs> that the the one terabyte option of this is going to drop down to to be really affordable there will be some companies that may mm -hmm. be partnered with sony or uh, and have made them accessible and affordable you're going to save a lot of money if you can afford to wait probably until after the holidays if not an entire year you're going to be just fine yeah if the demand's high enough for these things which is obviously is then they're going to have to learn better manufacturing processes they're going to have to get more of these components, which is going to make them more of a commodity in the market, which means yep. the prices are going to drop significantly probably by next year. That's how storage generally operates. Um, so, yeah, just wait. Just wait. Had I and not don't, bought and get a heat one, sink. And get a heat get sink. Get a heat sink, yes. Get, <laughs> and get a heat, a heat sink. sink. Had I not bought one on, what was it, 729? What is that, Friday morning? Yeah, had I not bought one on Friday morning for 429, the two-terabyte option, and I was just looking at them today, I 100% would not buy any of these today right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, just don't do it. This is a, a, a completely 100% unrelated question, but it's something I meant to ask you during the Katana Barf discussion before we move on to playtime. Actually, no, this will be our <laughs> official start to playtime. Hey, everyone, this is where we talk about what we played last week. I played Katana Zero, and I played a lot of it laying down on the couch or laying in my bed in handheld mode. Do you often play your Switch this way as well? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. When you lay down and you play this video game, I've I have always had this happen whether I'm gaming on iOS, which is almost never, or playing with my Vita or playing handheld with my Switch, and I am laying down, not like back propped up against something, but laying down, elbows mm-hmm. resting on on my side, Switch above me or on my chest. I can't play for more than like 10 minutes before all the blood drains out of my fingers and they start to go numb and I have to like shake them out and do all that kind of stuff. And then I play for a few more minutes and I have to do it. Does that also happen to you? So I don't play completely laying down. Like for me, laying down is I have my, um, what is it? Like an armchair pillow thing you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like yeah, as a little like arm. Yep. I know husbands. That's yeah, odd. Husband okay. Pillows, yeah. Um, Women can be the big spoon too, okay? That's totally sexist. Women can be hubs, husbands. This is also true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have that, and then I have like three pillows. I kind of stack up against it, and I just kind of lean against that. So I'm not like laying down, laying down. Okay. But mostly because I don't, I, I can't imagine wanting to keep my like hands up like that. I for have that like long. I have a, a a softer pillow that I double over on when i'm playing in my bed i double the pillow in half put my head on it so i'm kind of tilted up a little bit elbows by my side and i kind of have it resting here it's not above my face because then your arms just get tired but it's kind of resting here it's gonna fall on your face and then it'll fall on i've done that with my ipad a lot before it went back when it was just a smart cover and you just like watching something mm-hmm. on your chest and then you just smack you right in the face Yep. i've dropped my phone on my face before it's not fun <laughs> it's really surprising <laughs> Yeah, it's not a good way to play games. Like, laying flat is no, a bad way to play games. And, and you can't do it on your tummy. You're like, well, just don't worry about it. Just do it on your tummy. And then all the blood rushes to your fingers. No, because then you're like, you have to prop yourself up on your elbows. And then your neck and your shoulders get really tired and sore really quickly. And then it's a bad You're doing experience. a trunk lift to play video games. That's dumb. Why would you do that? Yeah, gross. Gross. Trunk lift. Is that the right, right I mean, one? You have to, like, arch sphinx. up. There's the sphinx if you do it from your elbows. Seal. These are yoga poses. Seal if you do it from your hands and you have extended arms. Um, so that is that's Matt it. has a very important comment. I, this is a very uh, very important public service announcement for Matt from RI in our uh, Twitch chat. He says, "Piss is stored in the balls." That's in all caps. That is everyone needs to know this. Absolutely true and absolutely relevant. It is, yeah. You got well, you I pee your bed. You incorrectly have a thought hole in the mattress was... to pee through the mattress when you're laying on your tummy. <laughs> I was under the impression it was stored in the bladder, but then Brent um, changed my mind with that video that was very scientific and broke down that it's actually stored in the balls. balls. Here's what they don't tell you. They don't provide the why. Pee is stored in the bladder. The bladder is stored in the balls. You're both right. Wow. That's that's a thank you. I feel so much better now, Chad. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Matt says, I'm a medical doctor. Listen to me. I speak for the CDC. Fauci has said this, too. That was one of the big... uh, Things he said, like, CDC. Guys, coronavirus stuff's really important, but he has stored the balls. The CDC really stands for Cock Dick Consortium, and they know exactly about P. <laughs> 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 All right, let's talk more about games. Um, I'll mention briefly we <laughs> attempted for the second time the Vault of Glass raid this weekend. Yesterday, we started in the morning. We got all the way up to Atheon, the final boss, and just like last time, just freaking kicked our asses. I feel like it's a coordination issue, though. There's just so many moving parts to this thing, and our our current group of people, we coordinate well enough to do most raids, and in fact, Deep Stone Crypt, we can do in like two hours, easy. 
But then we just some, something gets to this encounter and we just fall apart. And I don't think we'll ever beat it. And I'm a little bit upset. <laughs> I want to experience it though. So it's not one of the things that I, like I've done now in the past where I'm going to pay someone to do it for me because I don't want the reward of it. I just want <laughs> the personal reward and accomplishment. Unless there is a triumph that comes up next month for complete the raid and then you'll get some kind of cool thing. Oh, speaking of, speaking of cool things, Holden, this season, there's always like some kind of like destiny thing that you can only get if you've completed something in game and then you are allowed to buy it. Like only certain numbers of only certain groups of people can buy it. And there's a dope, dope fucking hoodie that if you complete all the storyline from this season, then it unlocks the ability for you to pay $70 to buy a hoodie. And um, I saw it and I immediately was like, I fucking love this hoodie. It's like, it's all black, but it's got the cool, and this whole season is all like techno, like neon colors. You're all inside the computer. So there's like this cool little logo on it. And the sleeves have this cool like blue and purple neon on them. The sleeves also zip off and it becomes like a sleeveless hoodie, which is really cool. I immediately, I, I told the boys with an eye, Matt and Dallas, I said, I'm fucking getting this hoodie. And then Matt beat the season before I did, and he bought it, and then I bought it, and then Dallas bought it, and now we're going to be the fucking nipple tat triplets with matching dope fucking Destiny hoodies, and I'm so <laughs> excited. Oh, it's great. That's um, just like a really cool hoodie, actually. It's so usually cool. that like game merchandise stuff is usually kind of crummy or something like that, but yeah. that actually sounds legitimately good. Yeah. And then we played Cod Blobs Cold War, uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. <clears throat> they had a free week um, where anyone could play uh, multiplayer and zombies. And so we started with playing some zombies. I played with my friend Donovan. He joined the three of us as well. We played a little bit there. Zombies was really fun. It was a good old time. We played multiplayer just a little bit. Oh, they played a lot. Matt and Dallas played a lot more than I did. But um, I felt good. I played Call of Duty multiplayer and I felt really good and not like really good as in like I was an excellent COD multiplayer player, but like I was getting kills. <laughs> I was loading in. I felt like I was killing people at least with a KD ratio of maybe like 0.7, maybe 0.6 at times. So I, I was feeling like I was contributing to the team. It f Oh my God, it feels amazing. I downloaded, finally downloaded the PS5 version as well because it was so confusing in the store because only the PS4 version was listed as free access. But if you went to the PS4 version, clicked the dot, 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 and then said go to game page, then you go there, and then it has download trial on the PS5 version, but it's not labeled free access. It was so fucking confusing. I hate the way that it's all set up now. I hate the way they've chosen to do this. But I downloaded the PS5 version, and the haptics hold in. Oh, my God. Gushing out of my bajingo. The really? haptics were so good. The trigger, the adaptive mm. triggers on it, it felt so – you slide on the ground and just, like, you feel it in the controller. So it was also on sale. I mean, that's like my, that's my trigger word is, is the really positive trigger word is, is right. haptics. That, so that's, that's not your, that's not your stop word, not a stop word. That's not your safe word. <laughs> yeah. It's not my safe word. I, I said trigger. It was, it's, it doesn't exactly work, but it, a po it's a positive trigger. It's a good thing. It, You've been, it gets my sweaty senses tickled. dog bell and you just start drooling and pre <laughs> yes. whenever you hear it. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it felt really good. And in fact, it was half off this week as well. And I had every intention of buying it. Like I was going to buy it. And then Brent brought up 
what I had totally forgotten. Like, oh yeah, I don't want to support Activision right now. And in my brain, I had, I had divorced Call of Duty from Activision, even though they are basically the same money-making giant. And Activision, we talked all about last week. There's been, again, the same kind of developments this week. Everyone's protesting. They held a, a walkout. The company, um, the, the employees of the company is like, yeah, I, I don't want to go against this right now. So... Mm-hmm. And at this, it'll point, be on sale again in the future. Well, yeah, it, like when if things it's on are worked sale out. In the future, when... do I want to do that, or do I just want to pay seventy bucks for this year's Call of Duty, and get all that goodies? Because Modern Warfare know. also had zombies, also had multiplayer, and I'm sure what. Which first of all, it's weird that we don't know what this year's Call of Duty is yet. Usually, it's leaked, yeah. let alone been announced by now. Uh, but it's now August first, and we have no idea what it is. Um, that's true, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's like three months they, away. Sometimes they announce it in the beginning of the year. Sometimes they announce it at the beginning of the year. They could just yeah. shadow drop that, though. To be fair, they could just shadow drop it. Yep. It's out today. And they, they won't, but they could. What I did not put on this list that I forgot about is that we played Call of Duty Cold War. Dallas, the week before, we got all hyped up on 2040, Battlefield 2042. And he reminded us all that we got battlefield 5 free for playstation plus and i was like oh i totally forgot about it oh He's yeah playing it having a blast we played about two hours of it the other night and it was one of the least fun times i've ever had and whoa like i would rather play red dead redemption i think than play battlefield 5 again and i did not have a good whoa. time it was it was Why? like do you remember when we played battlefield sorry battlefront 2 for game night Yes, and died immediately. Like you you run you, out. You you're spawn dead. in. You're immediately dead. You don't know why. You never saw where it came from. You spawn in again. You don't understand, like what you're supposed to be doing. You're, everyone's just moving in one direction, so you're just gonna move that way and shoot some people, and you don't really know what's going on. And it's just a lot of like, like before you even realize there's an enemy there, you're already dead, and he's shot you from way across the map. Or it's it was so frustrating. And my KD on that was like 0.27, 0.3. There were sometimes there was a couple matches where I didn't kill anybody, and the matches last a half an hour. Um, and it was <laughs> it was it was not a fun time. Granted, Matt and Dallas also had a very bad time. They did not enjoy their time with it that same night, but they generally do have really good times with it. So it could have just been a fluke. But my friend Donovan, who's also like jizzing over Battlefield 2042 and has loved the whole franchise, says that Battlefield 5 is just really, really fucking bad and he hates it. So I'm I'm conflicted over 2042 now. Like if I had a, that terrible of a time with Battlefield 5, like could 2042 even be that much better? But if it's a stinker and everything else is great, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. I was I Shame was completely it been a, sold on it, but now I'm just like I don't I don't even know if I want to put anything towards that or even mental energy. And, and with everything happening to Activision, it would have been a great you know after you to Activision mm-hmm. to say I'm going to get the other shooter this year instead. Yeah. Um, then it makes that decision tougher. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's all the things that I played this week. Holden, you played a lot of. Oh, you've got an Apple Arcade game on there. Tell me all about it. Yeah, I, I was going to start with Black. Um, I've heard of Black before, but I don't really know what it was. Have you played it, on Black? Black is like whenever you throw up just a little bit, and it does escape your mouth, kind of like Baby Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's Black. <laughs> <laughs> Black. Um, the game is very different than that. Okay. Um, the um, the idea with Black, it, I think it's actually going to be very hard to describe, but it's really clever. It's a very straightforward puzzle game like you'll solve the puzzles in like maybe you know a few seconds then immediately sends you the next one but the idea is that 
you have to pop these colorful dots on the screen, but you don't touch them. You actually draw a line and that line animates and repeats your motion. So you have to like draw the line in a way so that it moves and captures all of those dots and they'll start putting obstacles in your way. Like, you know, this dot is, there's like a big black dot. Avoid the black dots because it's like a black hole suck in your line okay. and then you lose. Um, but you'll have like, a circle of blue dots around the the black dots. You're like, okay, how do I maneuver this so that it goes around the circle and doesn't touch the circle? So you have to like create a pattern and oh yeah, that didn't work. It went a little too high. So if I draw it a little bit differently, then maybe it'll work. It's actually really fun. It's really, really good. If you have Apple Arcade or even just have Apple One, Play play this game. Try it out. It's really interesting. It's a very very unique game. It's, it's one all, of those things that can only be done on mobile. So I'm sure it's like yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm sure it's like super intuitive to draw new paths and things like that with your finger rather than yeah. try and do it with a analog stick. Exactly. My favorite mobile games are always games, or generally are always games that I feel like I could only play on mobile, and this is a great example of that. So yeah, highly recommend it. It's really fun. I've only I'm only I think thirty levels into it, and it's starting to get kind of challenging now. Um, but I'm really liking it a lot. Um, speaking of liking it a lot, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, I uh, I finished my 4.0 island this week. Uh, there was absolutely some time travel involved in that. I feel like last week you told us you abandoned 4.0 island and you're just kind of trying new things. Well, it's just 4.0 is just like, this is the new finished version of okay. my island. It doesn't have to be like... Like, I abandoned different ideas for what was going to be 4.0, and it turned into something else. And it's, like, kind of awesome. I um, Are you going to do I another Holden's a, Island um, tour? No, you're done. You're leaving this week. Okay. Well, I'm going to put a dream code out um, on Twitter. So if you have Animal Crossing, you can see it that way. So there's, like, a um, – uh, you can – when you lay in your bed, you'll go to sleep, and in the dream world, you can actually explore other players' islands – if they upload them to the internet. Oh, okay. So I'm going to upload mine to the internet and then give everyone the code if they want to see it. Um, but yeah, I think it turned out really well. Um, I like it a lot. There's like last time, there's like a few things from like, this doesn't work for me. Um, I'm going to change this at some point. So I'm already thinking about 5.0. I'm back in again. <laughs> um, it's a thing. I will talk more about that when we talk. About, yeah, they got me. Um, we'll talk more about it. It's not because they really added anything new. I just found new things that I wanted to do in it. So um, but we'll talk more about that when we get to the Animal Crossing update stories. I'll have more to say there. And the last one, speaking of not enjoying, oh, I no. finished Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. And last week I said this whole thing of like, I can't decide if it's good or great yet. And <laughs> now that I've finished it, I'm like, I think this might be my least favorite 3D Zelda game, but oh, I think Majora's no. Mask might be worse for me. No. Um, okay, that's good news for me because it, Majora's Mask is my favorite one, so this might still be good for me. <laughs> no, I, I really think you're not going to like it. <laughs> it is... Un Last week, my big thing was, it's just annoying of how repetitive it is. Right. Like, you go to the same areas, do the same things, you, and I did it twice. But I had, I had got into the final dungeon, or what I thought was the final dungeon, um at the time and i'm like i'm gonna beat it tonight there was legit like seven more hours of gameplay after that <laughs> i was ready for it to be done and it was seven hours of literal bullshit i like one good thing there's one good thing but like okay so here's the thing i complained last week you go to the same locations again right so i i think okay i finished the final dungeon i'm just gonna go and fight the final boss now 
And when you do that, you have to go to this area to find out where the Triforce is. And they're like, oh, no, they're going to do that Wind Waker thing. They have to, like, find the eight pieces of the Triforce scattered all over the place. They kind of do that, but it's a way worse version of it. Instead, they're like, oh, you have to – in order to get the Triforce, you need to get these three, these um, four pieces of a song that are scattered across the land. So you're going to go back to the same locations you've been to over and over and over again and do that for a third fucking time and and just you do bullshit when you're there. So, like, you go to the forest, right? In the first area again except now it's changed because it's flooded with water like what where did that come from it's just like <laughs> randomly flooded with water and the whole thing is you have to go to this dragon that you've already met in the game already knows that you're like the hero of whatever and he's like yeah but you need to prove to me that you deserve this song i'm like motherfucker i already proved it to you like a while ago why are you making me do this again and he makes you find musical notes by swimming around in the water and finding musical notes. And it's like a stupid collectathon. And just like there, everything turns into another collectathon. And it got to a point where it was like infuriating. So there's one where you get to, it's called the Lanayu of the, um, the Lanayru Gorge. And I'm like, okay, at least it's a new area, but it's also, cause I did the six heart challenge, unbelievably hard when you're doing it six hearts. Cause oh, you, yeah. just, you get hit all the time. But I, struggled to get through it i'm also impatient at this point because i wanted the game to be over five hours yep and like, that's how i am at the end of every resident evil game <laughs> i wanted this to be over five hours ago i'll just fucking end it yeah um so i finally get to the dragon and i'm like oh thank god like that's over and then the dragon's like oh but i'm sick and we can't grow this seed and I'm like what are you talking about? Like I did it. Why it's not over. So I had to, I had to go and take the seed cause it won't grow in the desert. I had to figure out where it would grow, which turns out it's you go into the past, you plant it and then you go back to the present again and then you pull it back um, out and you get the seed and then you take that to the dragon. And I swear to God, I'm like, he's going to say something like, cool. Thanks for bringing the seed. But like, unfortunately I lost all my teeth and they're scattered around the <laughs> land. So you need to get those. Like, I was like, convinced something like that was going to happen. Thankfully it didn't. Um, and so you do those, those bullshit quests, but then you actually, after that, um, you end up doing one of the coolest dungeons in the game, which is, um, you know, like those tile games where like there's one empty slot and you have to move all the tiles around to complete the yeah. picture. It is that is the main mechanic of this dungeon, but you're moving the rooms of the dungeons around to access certain parts of the dungeon. That's it was cool. really cool. It's really cool. It's one of the best dungeons. Again, like the dungeons in this, in this game are phenomenal, and that might be one of my favorite 3D you know, dungeons. Um, it's really, really clever. Um, but I get past that. It's also a weird dungeon, too. There's no final boss, there's no like item you get in the dungeon to help you progress. It was kind of strange, but nonetheless, very, very cool puzzle. And then you, oh, I hadn't heard about the imprisoned fight. Have you fought the imprisoned yet? Have you come across that? No, I've only fought like three people, like three book goblins. The okay. very first ones you ever um, encounter. That's all I fought so far. You fight this one boss and it's not even an interesting boss fight. You fight him three separate times and it doesn't meaningfully become different for me, at least each time around and that two of those fights are in this seven hour period of just like oh my god end so it's like i have to fight him a third fucking time I'm like are you kidding me like this is <laughs> unbelievable so you get to the final encounter and it's actually a really you're back to where the imprisoned boss fight happens which is this like big 
um, like downward spiral to get to the center of this, like almost like a, you know, it's not a valley, but that's probably the best, you know, it's a big hole in the ground. Yeah. Um, and you are going down, but there are like literally probably like a hundred bokoblins are fighting back to back to back to back to back. They're flooding all over you and you got to kill them. And with six hearts, that was really intense, but like in a good way, that was a lot of fun. Then you fight gear him. I don't for the last time, but then he brings in like the real final boss. And that boss fight was infuriatingly difficult because they make you use the um, shield like parry thing that you've never had to use in the game before. Yeah. Now you have to use it to beat this boss. And it doesn't, it didn't always register for me because I feel like I was having to learn that mechanic like while fighting him. And he does a lot of damage. And sometimes it felt like it was cheap. Like you do this whole thing, you have to get the skyward strike, right? Which we already then, know like, is finicky. <laughs> Did that work for you? Like pointing it backwards? I, so I was doing it in button control mode. So I just figured oh. just put the joystick up. It's going to be really easy. No, it's still finicky even <laughs> with a joystick. <laughs> so like you, you hold it up and you get the lightning, but then he'll come in and hit you before you even have a chance to respond. And then I'm dead because I only have six hearts. I'm like, oh, this is so infuriating. I broke my rule and I, I got a fairy. So I, because you have to have one bottle in the game. Yeah. So I, I got a fairy. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. Still struggled. Still, like, seriously struggled. And I'm like, all right, I know there's a second quest to get another bottle. I'm just going to do it so I can, like, finish this. And I did it, but I never had to use that fairy because I beat him that time around with just using one additional fairy, not both of them. So I don't feel as bad, but it was a little, a little frustrating, um, that boss fight. If I played it normally and had full hearts, it yeah. wouldn't have been as annoying. It was just the way I chose to play it, but it nonetheless infuriated me. So I'm done. I'm over with that game. Um, I'm never going to play it again. Um, <laughs> it was not great it's it has great things about it i wish i could just go and do a um like a dungeon rush and just do the yeah. dungeons because the dungeons are fantastic but they're just locked behind a bunch of bullshit and i just not a fan not not a, not a fan i see why now breath of the wild is the way it is because it was probably a um a reaction to the backlash of skyward sword being way too linear and just not having really enough to it. It felt like they were treading water and really didn't know like how to keep moving 3D Zelda going forward. It's a gimmicky game with the motion controls. It repeats itself way too often. They clearly needed to make a change with Breath of the Wild, so I'm glad the series was was saved. Was it a Wii game or a Wii U game? Wii, Wii right? Yeah. I wonder if they yeah. were... It used... It was Wii Motion Plus. It used the Wii Motion Plus. Yeah. I wonder if yeah. they were like, we want to get this out sooner uh, like because we have the wii u coming and we this can't be a wii u launch title but we need a zelda game i wonder if they were like we want to get this out sooner so let's just reuse these environments over and over and yeah to, it really does feel happen. like that yeah to kind of I, I know this has been a long tangent but just to kind of like add to it a little bit more um i saw this youtube video this week of i and this is this is actually an old story i guess i hadn't heard about this but nintendo is going to make a twilight princess 2 oh really like a direct sequel like, yeah, like a Majora's Mask kind of like same world, same link. You know, we're going to – or not same world, but like same engine, like all that stuff. And the team was like pitching all these really grand ideas. And then Miyamoto basically like started to whittle them down and be like, no, 
um, that's two grand. I was kind of thinking more of like a side story, not a full on game, but the team was like fully invested. So it was like a kind of communication issue. And it turns out what Miyamoto really wanted um, resulted in Link's crossbow training. (laughs) (laughs) So right. thinking like it could have, he could have gotten a Breath of the Wild, not Breath of the Wild two, a uh, Twilight Princess two, which I would have much preferred that, and instead we get Skyward Sword and Link's crossbow training. Like, oh man, Miyamoto, you're a genius. You've done great things for the industry, but oof, man, done fucked up. Like yeah. that was not good. Yeah. Woof. Anyway, enough ranting. Sorry, that took way too long. No, that's great. <laughs> so that's great. Annoyed. I'm glad we know the uh, how that saga with Skyward Sword ended. That way, people know that. You're not just a big old fanboy that will sop up and, and eat everything Zelda has to offer. I love that you hate oh, something no, about no. it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's move on to our quest log, starting with the Sony quest log. Speaking of just like hating something about something, just fucking hurry up. Hurry up and tell us, is it or is it not? <laughs> Speaking of Abandoned. Uh, it's that game that no one will just fucking say. Well, actually, everyone will say that it's not a Konami game. It's not a Kojima game. And then others will say, well, it might be a Konami game. It might be a Silent Hill game. Whatever it is. Anyway, here it is. PS5 abandoned game speculation continues when another tie to Konami was spotted, says Liana Rupert at Game Informer. So Hassan Karaman, uh, head of Blue Box Game Studios, the game studio developing this game, will be on the AI Hub podcast, which is sponsored by Konami. And then it turns out, wait, maybe the podcast isn't sponsored by Konami because then they replace it with Blooper instead. And then they're like, wait a minute, maybe it still is. And now the podcast is, is sponsored by Blooper and Konami, are both sponsors of it now. So there's some like, uh, is it, is it not? Is, I don't know. And then further, Blue Box posted a new image featuring... Uh, a blurred out man with an eye patch. Is this having something to do with Big Boss? Is this uh, some kind of connection with Konami and Metal Gear? There's also some blurred text in there that some people are arguing says, Welcome to Silent Hill on it. I just, I fucking hate all the teases, Holden. I got blue balls for <laughs> Blue Box's game, and I need to know. On the note of the welcome to Silent Hill, I, also, my first thought when I saw the blurred image of the guy with the eye patch, I mean, it's, it's, you can't see a lot of details, but. It, my first thought was that kind of looks like a Metal Gear Solid character. I don't know much about Metal Gear Solid, but I'm like, that looks like a Metal Gear Solid character for sure. Um, but the Welcome to Silent Hill thing, it seems like a stretch. I don't buy into that one quite as much. But if you, it's kind of like the um, when you know to look for something, um, you, you're kind of pre-set up for it. You'll see it. So like when I look at it now, I'm like, I can see how that could say Welcome to Silent Hill. Like the blurred letters are like, the the number of letters in each one like it could be that but it's so blurry that there's no way you could actually make a like a definitive case that that's what it it says whereas the guy is a little bit more i think a little bit more cut and dry but again like what is going on in the situation it's just all fucked from every angle uh, another aspect of this we're expecting a trailer uh when was the drop for that uh, the date for that supposed to be again august oh, 8th or something i i downloaded it I downloaded it. It's it, you can download it right now um, from the P, on PlayStation Store on PS5 only. But it doesn't do anything. It just has you pick your language, and then it just says like we'll be adding stuff to it. But there's nothing in it right now. Right. Yet it got regular updates throughout the weekend that were like a gigabyte in size, almost like a gigabyte in size. There's still nothing in it. Um, 
so it's like there's just even weird stuff surrounding that the the app is like four gigs in size and all it is is pick your language and check back soon all that's there <laughs> there's who knows what's happening so uh but uh, so yeah. yeah speaking of the app blue box game studios reveals abandoned trailer app teaser image says andrew kaya at playstation lifestyle um so yeah there's an app coming for ios apparently ps5 um you can also view the contents of whatever it's going to reveal the trailer the experience on youtube but they they encourage you to do it in the app uh, there's a quote from uh, hassan the head of the the blue box game studios here we'll just go ahead and read the whole quote with Abandoned, we wanted to deliver a new gameplay narrative. The way you explore, fight, and progress is all done differently and unique. With the real-time experience, you'll not only get to see the high-end graphics, you'll also experience how the game feels like. After all, the real-time experience, uh, by the way, that's, that's capitalized, like real-time experience as if it's a brand or something like that, is a game application and does much more than just a video. We believe a real-time experience app is a next-gen feature that wasn't possible before thanks to the fast SSD, allowing us to travel from point A to point B instantly and to load data fast. So an in-game cinematic in form of a trailer makes perfect sense, and it is a nice feature to have next to a usual video. All content from the real-time experience can also be found online uh, on YouTube and from our website as a high-quality video, but we recommend PS5 owners to experience all of it through the app for the best experience. I'm tired, Holden. I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired, and I want this guy to show us his game. I want to be disappointed, and I want to move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, like outside of the context of the, all the story, everything going around it, I think this is a really cool idea. Yeah, because you can do that now with the SSD. So it is really interesting. I really would like. When God of War gets revealed, I'm like, I want it to be revealed like this. I want to like have a controller in my hand to be like, oh, that's what the you know axe coming to you is gonna feel like. And like that sounds really, really cool. And they can totally do that with the with the power of PlayStation, with the power of the SSD. And so I think it's really, really cool. I also look at this and because I'm you know, I'm I'm open-minded about the situation. I know it could go either way, but I definitely have a part of me that's like, yeah, this could be Kojima. And that sounds like a very Kojima thing to yeah. try out and into so yeah we're, we're gonna see um I, I i saw this quote from kojima um after pt and he said that his biggest disappointment with the the pt thing this is the port of cancellation and all that stuff but um the his big disappointment with the pull pt thing is that people figured it out too early and he wanted it to be this like drawn out tease so I've kind of kept that in the back of my mind of like, this is an unbelievably long drawn out tease. I still can't believe that he hasn't said anything that, um, that what should we call it? Um, Sony hasn't said anything. Konami hasn't said anything. It feels like maybe this is like, Hey, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do with PT. So I'm going to do this really crazy version and like set it up like ahead of time. Like I, I could see that. The other thing I've I kind of realized in the past week is um, three journalists have talked to um, Hassan Karaman, Jason Schreier, Mark Delaney, and this guy named um, MBG on, on YouTube. They've all talked to him. They all at least came away saying, I have questions. But they all, MBG has changed his mind. But at the time, they all said that um, that it's an indie game, you guys. This isn't what you, you think it is. But I found the Reddit AMA that Mark Delaney did 
when when he interviewed Hassan like immediately after. And someone asked him, okay, so what, what was it that made you realize it's just an indie game? Like, what did he show you that was? And he asked like another question about like the time of the interview because like two o'clock in the morning or something like that. And Mark Delaney just ignored the, what did he show you? He didn't even say like, oh, he showed me something, but I can't tell you. He just ignored it completely and said, oh yeah, the time I thought was kind of weird, but you know, we talked then, that it is what it is. So it's kind of like these people can't tell us why it's just an indie game. And it feels like that would be like if you're pretty definitive about it, you're telling everyone to calm down about this. I feel like you'd have to have something to to know that. Yeah, for sure. Um, unless it's just a gut feeling that they all have. But I feel like they would have said that. You know what I mean? So I'm just I'm very I'm still very, very confused. I'm still open to what this is going to be. I know it could not be anything Kuchimi related. It could actually just be and it's the whole like Bloober and Konami are sponsors. It could actually be that this is a ruse that Konami and Bloober are putting up right now. And it has like nothing to do with yeah. at all. Like there's a lot of ways that this could play out, but it's still fascinating to me regardless. So, yeah, we'll see what happens very soon. I hope this thing is supposed to go live very soon. Yeah, and also opening night, whatever it is, opening night live. live. Yeah, it's a Jeff Keighley thing. When is that coming? Exactly, it's it's this month. Oh shit! Yes. So this is also what I'm kind of thinking. Like maybe this is Jeff Keighley and Kojima kind of working together. This is (laughs) yeah. So like it's just there's too much here that is open to interpretation for there not to be something there. Yeah, I think at least. At this point, I think there's something there. I don't think it's just an indie game. It might not be Kojima. It might be Kojima. It might be Bloober. It might be another company. Who knows? But it's not an indie game. There's no way this is a fucking indie game. And I've talked before. The timeline makes no sense whatsoever. I won't go on that rant because I've already said that in the podcast before. Go back to listen to that episode if you if you want to. Um, but nothing about this makes sense. Whatever it nothing. ends up being, I know that I already hate it. That's all. I- <laughs> what if it is my then i hate it i've also only ever played five minutes of the ps1 classic version of silent hill on a psp go that's my entire relationship with silent hill so (laughs) i've never played silent hill ever before oh oh that's the other thing sorry i gotta there's just so much (laughs) that's the other thing yep um there, there was a rumor in february of last year that sony had been trying to get kojima and Konami on better terms with each other right. because they wanted to buy uh, Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill properties and something else as well. I think Castle in Castlevania, so that they can make those PlayStation exclusive franchises again. And part of that would have been returning to Silent Hills with Kojima, and that Sony was apparently actively working in the background. And and I know that it's just a rumor. We don't know that for sure. But here's why I think that makes sense. We still talk about PT. PT is still considered an inspirational gaming experience. I don't think it's crazy to think that a company would look at that and say, we could make a lot of money if we released the Silent Hills game that that got canceled because people still really seem to want it. It didn't fail because it was a bad project and didn't work out. It failed because the relationship between Konami and Kojima um, got tarnished. If anyone can bring that back together, it's the power of the Benjamins and the power of <laughs> of Sony, seriously, like money will yeah. do it, and Sony can do that. So like, it's it is plausible, I think. Maybe the timeline of events, maybe it's not going to come out this year, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know, what we do know. That's the last thing about it now. Nintendo Quest Log. We do know that Doctor Mario World will be dead this fall. 
Dr. Mario yeah. World will shut down in November, says Jenny Leda at Siliconera. This was um, Nintendo's third or fourth, I think it's their fourth mobile game that they had created uh, in their partnership with DNA uh, in their efforts to put a lot more of their properties on mobile, and it looks like this one didn't stick. Uh, so, um, Dr. Mario World was like an online, you had to be connected at all times online. It's like you, you have certain numbers of tries before you have to actually wait for things to recharge or use in-app purchases. Speaking of, in-app purchases are ending already on July 28th, and the game will close down forever on November 1st. You will not be able to play it after that, and instead they are replacing it with a website with memories of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does this That's surprise you at all that they're that they're pulling the plug on this? Um, I had totally forgotten Doctor Mario World even happened. Me too. So, yeah, I didn't remember it, but then I kind of realized I don't. When was the last time Nintendo released a new mobile game? Oh, I guess Mario, Mario Kart. Kart Tour. Yeah, but it, I don't get the impression that their mobile efforts have been super successful. I don't either. Uh, outside of of Fire Emblem, I don't think any of them have been something like financially yeah. viable for them or something that they see as even successful like engagement wise even though mario kart tour did break a lot of records and downloads and things like that over its first week but it's still i don't think it had any staying power i don't know anyone who's played mario kart tour outside of the first couple days no and pokemon even go does kids. not count as it oh yeah pokemon go doesn't count as all of that but yeah. Even kid like my my niece and nephew fucking love Mario Kart. They love the Mario Kart live circuit in the house thing, but they could give a shit about the mobile app. Yeah, it's, the Mario Kart game the tour is also it first of all it handles terribly. Yeah, but it's also too similar. It's just a kart racer still. It's yeah. too similar to Mario Kart on a mobile device I can take with me everywhere I go. That's a full fledged Mario Kart game. Yeah. Why would I choose the mobile version of that game when I can? get an actual version of it on my my switch and i think that's going to be their biggest obstacle with mobile is anything they release if they release a zelda game on mobile yeah but can you make a better 2d zelda game for switch instead like i i'm always right. going to want to do it on switch instead so i don't i don't know what they can do in mobile at this point i don't either and it looks like with this and then we also haven't heard any plans for anything upcoming in the future like i, I hope that that's just mm -hmm. like cool we explored that phase of our life but now we've graduated college. We're going to settle down with someone we love. And that's the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, by the way, I realize now that could be taken as a an indication of like, oh, yeah, homosexuality is just a phase that you do in college. That was not the intention there. That's just a place where you can experiment and try new things. Um, next up, hold on. I'm going to let you take us through these next two stories because I don't have any context for them, nor do I care about them. But I feel like you do. Yeah, that's totally cool. So, um, first story here is Nintendo says more Animal Crossing New Horizons content is in development. The next update drops this week. It already happened. Um, it says Ryan Craddock at Nintendo Life. It is fireworks. It's a really small update. It's basically some new <laughs> items, and there's fireworks now. I thought um, you wrote fireworks in there because, like, celebration. I'm excited. There's new stuff. Fireworks. That's why I thought you wrote that in there. <laughs> but, no, the item fireworks is available now. Okay. Yeah. So, um, to every um, for the summer... Every uh, Sunday night, starting tonight, there's going to be a fireworks show um, hosted by Red the Fox. Um, oh, so it's still not an item that you can use. Like, you can't say, hey, yeah, there will be yeah. fireworks coming out of the house on the top right corner of my island. 
is just like exactly hey. yeah okay like the like the fireworks at navy pier on wednesday nights in the summer at Ch- in chicago yep it's just something that yeah. happens okay yeah Ooh, i got the battery low on my airpods notification <gasps> uh-oh oops uh-oh. and i don't know where my cases uh-oh what's my trackpad oh nice dude nice shirt Respond i don't know where my case is either we might you want me to call it <laughs> yeah call it what's the what's the percentage at on its case i think it's gonna make it i think it's gonna make it i think it'll be fine i think we'll usually make chirp it. at 10 um, or at 20 percent and at 10 percent i think it's at 10 percent right now oh maybe it's 10 and then it, it chirps again at zero and then turns off. Mm, yeah there we go and that's the only way <laughs> yeah. people are hearing you right now through obs because of our fun discord issue but <laughs> yeah exactly so um anyway i'll make this quick then <laughs> yep. um so we'll take a break after the story. I'll go get the case. I'll charge one AirPod at a time so I can still talk in here and do all that stuff. Um, okay, so fireworks. Um, you can go to Isabel and you can give her a custom design and then that design will be the fireworks. Or oh, they'll just play okay. random fireworks. So it's kind of cool. Um, it's not the reason I'm coming back. I'm still curious what their, you know, more content is coming is. That That is more exciting to me. Um also, this is what I find interesting too. Nintendo does this like they'll do like okay, take Easter. Easter's a really big holiday, but they don't want to like align with a religious holiday for obvious reasons because Animal Crossing is used in so many different cultures and it's just it needs to be as palatable to as many people as possible. So they call it Bunny Day instead. Totally like get it, totally fair. It works better for Animal Crossing anyway. And like on Thanksgiving is Turkey Day. I think it's like Presence Day is like supposed to be Christmas, but it's just you know, so it's it reaches more people. Right. And um, fireworks. I'm liking. Oh, we'll do that for you know July Fourth, right? But it's still not aligned with that holiday. It's like almost a month later now, and I'm wondering like, did this get pushed back? And is that why? Because we haven't seen an update in three months. Right. This is the first update in three months. So I'm kind of curious if maybe they're working on something bigger and that's why this got pushed out a little bit maybe i'm hoping because the next story here is that animal crossing data mine suggests popular hangout could still return says liam doolin nintendo life so this data mine suggests that there's going to be a cafe built into the museum which has and this is the data mine of the most recent update that just came out so i think that this is going to happen because Every single big update we've gotten, like red coming in, artwork, swimming, all this stuff, all revealed in data mines. So it's legit. Like, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. So I'm looking forward to that. I feel like there's going to be content coming up. That's it. That's all. It's all the Animal Crossing you have to deal with, Chad. That's it. I apologize. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Uh, I hope that happens for you. I will, let, I will talk people through the third-party quest log right now if you want to go find your AirPods case. I'll fill them in on the deep. Yeah, I'll be. I'll, I think I know where it is. I'll be right back. Actually, I'll still be able to hear you. Still be able to hear me. I think. Yep. Until I walk far enough away, it disconnects. But Correct. anyway, I'll be right back. So, jumping into our third-party quest log, Facebook recalls four million Quest Two VR face liners over rashes and hives, says Sam Makovic at Ars Technica. First of all, I think what's actually really interesting in here is that. There are 4 million Quest 2 VRs sold. I think that's a, a huge milestone. And I know that the last milestone that we all know about for the PSVR was 5 million, but that's like three years old now. Uh, so that's impressive. 4 million Quest 2 VRs out there in less than a year. Um, but 
So here's the complaint that's been happening. Apparently, the foam face liner that's in the Oculus Quest 2 has been giving people skin irritation issues. And there's a figure, actually, I can't remember whether it was from this article or some, or another one that I read, that it was something like 4,000 people had reported issues with it. Um, and so there's been these complaints over it. And Facebook is downplaying it a little bit, saying it's impacted only 0.01% of our Quest 2 users. But now they have officially recalled all the liners. So if you have a foam liner on your Quest 2, and it's giving you trouble, or even if it's not, and you just want a new one because you've been doing a lot of Beat Saber, and it's stinky, and it's yucky, and it's discolored now, uh, you can have that foam face liner replaced with a silicone version instead for free, for frizzle. Um, starting on, and in fact, they've also stopped selling the Quest 2 everywhere, so it's probably impossible you're free to find, uh, aside from like third-party resellers who are just selling units out of the back of a kidnapping van. So on August 24th, the Quest 2 will return to stores with the silicone face liner instead of the old one. <clears throat> and they'll also at the same time introduce new SKUs with double storage. So the 64 gigabyte model's been discontinued and is now 299 for 128 gigs and 399 for 256 gigabytes. One, dope that they've sold that many. Two, awesome free silicone cover. It reminds me of the Wii remotes when they gave out the free silicone Wii condoms whenever too many people were throwing their Wii remotes through the TV. <laughs> but three, also cool that they are uh, doubling the storage there. As a, as a point to our previous discussion about PlayStation 5 storage, the Quest 2, over time, the price of the storage dropped, therefore they can now offer more storage at a lower price. Just wait it out, y'all. Hold on, what thoughts yeah. do you have on this? in a year or two. Um, I, I agree with you saying this is a good milestone for VR. Four million is significant. That's what was PlayStation VR at? It was like five, six. The million? last number we got was five, five point something, but that was in 2018. Okay. So who knows what it's been? It's probably grown since. I then. doubt that it's made a lot of movement in the last year, especially as people know that there's something else in the works, and it's such a pain yeah. in the ass to work on PS5. But yeah. Um, this basically happened because they were cutting costs yeah. and they made a crappy face liner. Um, it's Facebook. They're not good at hardware. <laughs> this, <shouldn't be. laughs> this isn't surprising. Um, but it's like they denied it. It was even happening. And now they're like recalling all of them. So it's, it's happening. So, yeah. yeah. I, and obviously the quest to incredible value for what you're able to get even yeah. with especially with the the link the Oculus link to your your PC being able to do all those high quality experiences on there but yeah they they had to make it cheaper somehow and all of the the reviews and things like that say the build quality and the materials that are used like that's where they made a huge sacrifice and it shows and your face is going to fucking Yeah and the then, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that was the right sacrifice. I totally get having to make you know, cut corners. Like maybe you can't adjust the lenses anymore. Like, I get that kind of stuff. But the part that sits in your face is it's that's like it's pretty important. It's got to yeah. be comfortable. If it's not comfortable, you're not going to want to use it. So yeah, that that was a bad move. It's like trying to make a car cheaper by giving cardboard seats. It's like no, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, All let's right, make the some... seatbelts a little weaker. We'll save some more money. <laughs> Uh, walking through a list of fetch quests. These are quests that are a little bit less meaty, but we still think they're worth mentioning. 
The first one is that N Nintendo is apparently putting foam strips inside their Joy-Cons, says Dennis Patrick at GameRanks. Over the last couple of weeks, there's actually been a YouTuber who said he's permanently fixed Joy-Con drift by opening up the Joy-Con and there are little connectors under the things that tend to loosen over time, uh, under the thumbsticks that loosen over time. And so he's solved that by placing a sheet of paper in there to keep them always like pressed down with the pressure. Um, and it appears that Nintendo has the same idea because if you open up your Joy-Cons, even if you have like the purple and yellow ones that have been around for a while that you have, Holden, the foam is already in there. Um, so that could be the accurate solution for it all. Yeah. Good to hear because I was looking at my Zelda Joy-Cons. I'm like, I'd be really bummed if those stopped working for any reason at all. And yeah. I feel better now. EA Vice President says the term gamer is becoming obsolete, says Armenicon at PlayStation Lifestyle. Um, there are two things that I think go along with this. The first, which is EA's stance, is that like basically everybody's a gamer now, and calling people gamers is isolating. And of people who report them as self-report as gamers is actually only like 14 of people who actually play games, or 6% of women who actually play games. But I also think that like gamer itself has a connotation. Um, and what's interesting, even at our work, like our gaming club has now been called gaming instead of gamer club. Um, just because there's a connotation that's like, oh, you're a douchebag male gamer, and anyone else who's here that's not that yeah. isn't welcome. So, like, just in general, just in gaming. So, yeah, gamers yeah, become... You're a gamer. Player. You probably voted for Trump. Probably. Frickin' A, man. Probably. Yeah, it's also... It's just... It's always been a weird term to me to begin with. Like, there's no, like, movieers or... Right like musicers like it's there just are, it's a weird like there are like there are film buffs but those are specifically a type yeah. of like obsessed film lovers but everyone watches movies well most people who yeah. aren't weird watch movies <laughs> <laughs> i swear to god if i ever meet someone and i fall in love with them and i figure they're the kind of and i find out they're the kind of people who are like i don't even think i'll own a tv like whoa whoa like sixty percent of my income <laughs> is dedicated to my TV, so you need to back off. Who needs a TV when you can just look out the window? Right. Oh my God, disgusting. Um, There's always interesting things happening outside the window. Next up, we had a stinker of a month with PlayStation Plus for August, but August's game with gold is better than expected. Says Jordan Devore at Destructoid, Darksiders Three, Ukulele, Lost Planet Three, and Garu Mask of the Wolf, Mark of the Wolves. And I will let you know, this is the very first time in several years that I've thought to myself, maybe I'll claim these games this month. Because I've always been curious about Ukulele. Yeah. And Lost Planet is a great series. I never played the third one. I loved the first and second one, though. And Darksiders, I think I already have it through PlayStation Plus on PlayStation, but like I've heard good things. I don't know. I think it's the second one that's on PlayStation Plus. Is it? I don't know. I don't I even think. like Jelly. What is Jelly? Little Dane Cook reference there. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is the without a doubt the best um, the the best game of gold I've ever seen. It looks like a PlayStation <laughs> Plus month. Yep. Uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits or Kena Kena Kana, however you say it, because apparently the devs say it differently than it's actually supposed to be pronounced. Bridge of Spirits has been delayed again to September 2021. Says Rachel Kayser at Game Ranks. Uh, so it was supposed to come out this month in August. They want to push it another month to give it some time, some polish, make sure it's great when it comes out, which I'm super in support of, but I still can't wait to play it. 
I pre-ordered it this week. Nice. I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it. Speaking of games you can pre-order, we have a date for Solar Ash. Solar Ash brings cosmic, surreal style to PS4, PS5, and PC on October 26th. Says Eric Van Allen at Destructoid. Uh, Dope-looking trailer that they had for the release date. It's a game we learned about... I feel like we've seen it like twice now over the last few months at different stuff. But to now have a date and see that new trailer, it looks awesome. It's from the creators of Hyperlight Drifter. It was uh, something I've been wanting to play. It was at the one. It was on one of the PlayStation events, I think, I last think year. It was one of the PS Five. Yeah. yeah, I think. Um, so that was a dope trailer, and then a trailer that was not exciting. That was just looking at the sun and space go away. Is Outer Wilds DLC revealed with new Echoes of the Eye trailer? Says Liana Rupert at Game Informer. And you have a picture here of Steve Martin crying because something so beautiful, I assume, that you're excited for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also put the entire headline in all caps because I screamed it when I typed uh, <laughs> it I am so excited for this. Um, this is one of my... Outer Wilds is one of my favorite games. Um, it will always be a memorable experience for me, but I can never play it again because the game... You, you progress in the game by learning things about the world. And once you know how to beat the game, there's no point in like going back and, and like looking at the world again. So I really, really want to get that experience again. So I'm so fucking hyped that this is officially announced. It's coming this year. I cannot wait. That game was magical. And it's here's the thing that infuriates me about it. I can't tell anyone why it's so magical because you just <laughs> have to play it. But there's it, the game's kind of obtuse, so it turns away a lot of people. It's like, no, give it a chance. Give it a chance. It's so good. It's it's marvelous. It's a great game. I did play it. Did not like it. I turned it off after an hour. I said, no, thank you. Not for me. Yeah, yeah right. it's definitely not a game for everyone, for sure. Yeah. That's it for game. I mean, that is it for our fetch quest. And it is now time for Game on Game Show. The game on our gaming show. We play a game called Game on. The gaming show on our game show. Game, 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 game. Holden. We've got a special, wonderful Chat. game here for your last episode. You are leaving Ooh, us. Oh, boy. And over the last two, three, two weeks, three weeks, I've asked people to, to submit photos or drawings or sketches of Holden or what you think of when you think of Holden or what Holden means to you. I don't remember the prompt, and I think I changed it probably from time to time. <laughs> but Holden pictures. Uh, we got some submissions. And so the Game on Game Show, it's going to be a visual thing for you. It's going to be an audio thing for most listeners because our listeners far outweigh our viewers. Um, so here's the Game on Game Show. It's just going to be me cycling through five photos. And I want, I'm going to be singing sad music, like Sarah McLaughlin type stuff, while you just narrate <laughs> for the people what these photos are and what they look like, and you describe them to people. So that's going to be okay. the game. Uh, first, I need to confirm, can you see OBS right now through Discord? I can see OBS. I can see that robot D-Rex thing from Horizon Zero Dawn. Perfect. Yes. Shout out to Dallas uh, Smith, who takes all of these photos. All right. So one by one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal a photo. And again, I'm going to sing sad music. You're going to describe the photo for our audio listeners. And that'll be it. That'll be our, our, our game today. Starting with... Wait, let me uh, make the screen a little bit bigger. One second. Okay, yeah, make it a little bit, because some of these you're going to have to look at the detail. I will also right, let you know that I forgot I asked for this, 
And so when people started sending me, like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, cool that you drew a picture <laughs> of Holden or that you put Holden's face on something, but like, why? Uh, but then I was reminded, oh, yeah, I, I asked for this. All right, Holden, <laughs> we're going to start here with uh, a photo from our friend Jerrica Hanna from, uh, shoot, they're not Glitch Girls, from JK Games. I will remember you. <laughs> it is a picture of me. <laughs> it's a recording. And my hair and beard, facial hair, my eyebrows is all green. I have these huge blue eyes. And I have like a pink aura popping out of, of me. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> yes that was from Jerrica thank you Jerrica it is beautiful this next one here is from Dusty Ellipsoidal Hill <laughs> it says Hasta La Vista and it is my emoji with some sick sunglasses on it and is that a what is what I don't know what drink that is it looks like a tropical alcoholic beverage pina colada because I am uh, on pina colada yeah it looks like a pina colada and I'm sipping it because I'm on a vacation I guess <laughs> Wonderful, excellent. Uh, just to let you know, I will uh, send thank you, this, Dusty. I will send this to you. He specifically made it in a format that is perfect for phone wallpapers, just in case you want to make it your phone wallpaper. All right, this next well, one. Here's is... what's perfect about that. I have before we move to the next one. I have like a this shortcut set up now where at certain times of the day my wallpaper will change, and I have oh, different ooh. folders um, of albums where it randomly picks one of the photos, and one of them is morning time with uh, like uh, the morning sun and that kind of stuff and that actually does fit that style of those wallpapers really well so that 100 percent will will be in the uh in the lineup now uh this one was made uh by your dear friend dallas smith don't waste your time so it says good luck holden and then it is a colorful array of scribbles and an extremely accurate photorealistic depiction of what i look like <laughs> blue nose a blue mouth and a colorful face <laughs> It's wonderful. If your face you. was like a rainbow spaghetti monster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. This next photo um, was submitted by Joel Campos from Pixel Street Podcast. And he he uh, did this with the caption. I guess he was responding to the prompt, what does Holden mean to you? And so this is what he gave to us for that. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a um, beautiful artistic drawing of Tom Nook welcoming people to the Animal Crossing Islands. It was a very serious piece of art that I made for um, for Patreon wallpapers. It is masterfully crafted, and I stand by the work. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Legitimately, that was actually one of my favorite things that I've, I've done in the podcast was, was putting that together. It was it just was making this like wonderful. ridiculous childhood drawing. It was great, yeah. <laughs> I made it, it kind of out the joke. Like I made it specifically to look like a kid's drawing. My favorite little detail about it is drawing Tim Cook, uh, Tim, uh, Tim Cook, <laughs> Tom Nook, and then draw, like saying, writing Tom Nook and then an arrow pointing to Tom Nook. That's like my favorite detail 
of that because it's such like a like if a five year old handed you a picture that you like they would totally do that. Our so I, I love, thank, thank you, Joel, for reminding me of that because that is one of my favorite things, <laughs> <laughs> things that I've contributed. Our final photo here is uh, from Matt from Matt Vieira, Matt from Rhode Island. Near, far, <laughs> wherever <laughs> you are. <laughs> so this is two pictures here. The top picture is from the Titanic of essentially the in the present timeline of Titanic, all the, the Titanic people looking at the artifacts they found the Titanic, and then they are looking at the photo. This is the second photo. And it's like the the sapphire necklace, but it's my face instead of Rose's face. And honestly, I think the photo looks way better now. <laughs> that you, Matthew, Matthew. I said Matthew, Matt. Thank you so much. I actually do. Do you go by Matthew, Matt? I, don't I call even him know. Matthew sometimes, and it makes me feel weird. But I get hard, and that's why it makes me feel weird. Um, <laughs> this was this was thank the you, first Matt. photo that I received, and I. <laughs> this was the one where I had asked for it. <laughs> Tuesday morning came around. Matt's usually pretty prompt about listening to our podcast. And I feel like it was like first thing in the morning on Wednesday. This was waiting in my Twitter DMs. And it was just this picture. And I had no context for it. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. That's funny. I love that, like, apparently Jack had colored pencils so he could color in Holden's face. And I thought to myself, <laughs> it's weird that he sent that to just me. Why didn't he put that in the group chat? Also weird that he's like, why just Holden? Why Holden? And maybe he thought it would be, I don't know. And I went a couple days, like, I guess Matt just wanted to draw Holden on the naked body. <laughs> and then I was reminded that I, I think asked my for favorite... it. I was like, oh, that's why you sent me that. <laughs> I think one of my favorite little things about this is the in the Titanic photo, the guy all the way on the left with the striped um, button-up shirt, right, yeah. is just looking at this photo of me in awe of how sexy and beautiful. Yeah. You can tell he just unbuttoned his top button. Like it was buttoned before, and now he just he had to loosen it because he was yeah. just getting a little too hot. Whew. He's getting a little too hot. I mean, I don't, I'm looking at the photo, and I'm like, yeah. man, that you looks see, good. You, yeah, got you did that a good job right there on on the titty. You can see, like, oh, man, is that – did he draw the nipple or is that a little bit of wet mud that I'm looking at? I can't tell because the paper is the same color. But, damn, if it's a nipple, I'm hard. If it's not, I'm still imagine it's a nipple. <laughs> Oddly enough, my nipples do look like little pieces of mud attached to my chest. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, who uh, sent that in. And a heartfelt thank you to you, Holden. Yes, thank you so much. It has been an incredible four and a half years together with you here. Um, it's going to be rough to to lead this without you. I'm excited for you and, and your endeavors in game development. I'm excited to see every step of the way as you learn it. And I'm excited to see all the great things that you do. And uh, to stop from crying, I'm going to stop talking about it now. And we're going to move on. <laughs> um, oh, I got to say something. Okay, say I got to say stuff. something. Say some stuff. First of all, thank you to and thank you for putting it together all that stuff i cannot wait to see where you take this who you get involved in all this stuff i think it's gonna be fucking awesome i do think there will be a lack of animal crossing content but don't worry i will be coming back to Lord, the keep rise. animal crossing living <laughs> i love you too Matt. 
And most of all, I just want to say, like, yeah, you know, these moments can be sad, but I'm not leaving. I'm not going away. I'm still here. I'm still going to be talking to people online. I'm still going to be talking to you guys and all that. It's This isn't the end of anything. This is just a new era. It's the beginning of something new. And it can be scary, but it can also be exciting. And yeah. I think that this is going to be awesome for 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 both of us. And I I can't wait to see what Respawn Aim Fire, you know, kind of turns into. It's going to be awesome. I'm I'm very happy that you're optimistic about your abilities to dodge your dog's dynamite over the next week because again, <laughs> I find to, to put dynamite all over your house. Uh, with that, we will wrap up and say that if you are interested in filling Holden's hole, then you can reach out to us. Uh, we are looking. You for saw that photo of me from the Titanic, and you're like, man, I want to fill that hole. <laughs> man, I want to see that mud nipple. Um. <laughs> you can uh, reach out to us. We are looking for a new permanent co-host position here on Respawning Fire, potentially also on AAWI or on a third show of your choosing, if you'd like to create one with us too. Uh, and I'm also open to having multiple plural hosts. So uh, if we find a few people who are interested and we all really mesh well. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I don't want to rush this. I feel like finding the right person is a really important thing. Um, so I would love to, obviously, if you haven't been a guest on the show, have you as a guest uh, chat with you, figure out the types of things that you're excited to do, figure out time commitments, all that fun stuff. So please uh, email us at respondingfire at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter. Figure out a way to get that information to us that you're interested. Also, please, if you have a network that is not my network, which is everyone in the world, unless you are my identical twin living my same life in a parallel universe, um, please share this with, with people you think would be really, really great uh, and you think we would connect well with. So... With that being said, you all have an important job to do. If you are a patron from patreon.com slash respawnaimfire, make sure you go there and vote for our barf game for August. It is, uh, again, one of four games, either Transistor, Hyperlight Drifter, Ape Out, or Metroid Fusion. Um, that poll closes on Friday, and we will play that by the end of the month. Um, I think that's it. Also, Chad, Dallas, thank you. He's in the, the chat there. Thank you. And you're going to listen to Respawning <laughs> Fire because if you don't, you're going to miss out on awesome content. So you got to listen. You got to listen. Dal you're gonna Dallas says, I will now no longer tune in. Rap is dead to me. Goodbye, chat. <laughs> 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 yeah, see if you're invited to the next raid, motherfucker. With that, here's our usual sign off. Everybody go fuck Dallas. <laughs> in the bad way.